Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Hi, everybody. Daniel here. Before we get to this episode of the Loveland Libcast, we'd like to let you know that the Loveland Public Library is accepting new book donations for Reforma's Children in Crisis project until the end of October. This book drive will help get new Spanish and bilingual books directly in the hands of unaccompanied refugee children arriving at our borders. Thank you for your support. And now, here's my conversation with Heart and Soul. Joining me today for the fifth episode of the Loveland Libcast are members of Heart and Soul. And today I have Caitlin, Andrea, and Selena. Thank you all for joining me for the fifth episode of this podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. So we're going to talk about Heart and Soul today. We're going to talk about what you all are doing to celebrate Hispanic Latino Heritage Month. And first... Let's go around, and if you all just want to introduce yourselves and a bit of your backgrounds and how you're involved with Heart and Soul. Sure, I can go. So I'm Caitlin Weirich. I'm the director of Heart and Soul. I'm one of the founding members, one of four, and my involvement has been from obviously the beginning at founding the organization. We really thought that we needed a local organization that fit the community needs, and so that's what we created. And my background is I'm born and raised raised in Loveland, Northern Colorado. And so love my community and I love all the work that we're doing to highlight, you know, culture and diversity. So it's certainly a passion of mine. All right. And I'm Andrea Mestis and I joined Heart and Soul just at the beginning of this year after going to many of the events that we had had in the past years and just feeling a a strong pull to this group and to serve the community and the BIPOC um, message to get out there. And my background is I was born and raised in Greeley and have lived in Loveland for about seven years, really love the community and just want to make it more diverse and help spread the message out there. Thank you. All right. And I'm Selena Foote. I have been in Loveland for 10 years now, but born and raised in El Paso, Texas. And I am the secretary for Heart and Soul as well as a founding member. I think my draw to Heart and Soul was probably just from growing up in El Paso and being surrounded by my culture and all the bright and fun and colorful things that come with it. And then uh, moving around so much and landing here in Loveland and just feeling like it can be a little daunting to show up to a place and not see all of that and not, <laughs> not have it surrounding you every day and just wanting to make it more of a welcoming place in that sense and and letting other people still experience that in case they're the ones moving here and feeling like they're landing here and being like, oh, it, it is here. I'm not alone. So that leads us into what is Heart and Soul for people who don't know? So for people who don't know who Heart and Soul is, our mission and our purpose is um, we are a group made of of BIPOC, which if you don't know what BIPOC means, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So we are made up of BIPOC and allies who look to promote ethnic and cultural diversity in the Loveland community with partnerships throughout Northern Colorado. We look to inspire conversations and influence local change by engaging individuals, organizations, and community resources. Our goal is to support and embrace cultural richness for our community. Um, so that that is our mission and our purpose. And we are just 
trying to bring some awareness to the community. And being a Latina myself, Latina and indigenous, it's something that means a lot that our youth and the next generation see themselves today in the leadership that's around us. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are able to go to events and learn about different things that maybe you don't always learn in school. So, Is that the elevator pitch or like what you tell people at events, is that kind of a different interpretation of that or? For me, it's, you know, we are advocates of diversity and culture and differences and elevating those who don't have a voice and and making people feel welcome. And and that's kind of easier for a lot of people to understand what we're trying to do through the mission and purpose that, Mm -hmm. that Caitlin read that's on our website. So I think we all are working towards the same things, but we each can bubble up and highlight our specific words that maybe are our buzzwords. The other thing I would say is it's not only just representation for BIPOC community, but it's also helping our community that wants to learn more, mm-hmm. the allies in our community, learn more about you know what is so special that we like to celebrate about our culture mm-hmm. or other cultures. And so it really is a cohesion of the community with BIPOC mm-hmm. and allies. And it's, and it's like what Selena said, being advocates for each other and celebrating each other because I think we have more in common than we do differences, yeah. right? So that's also, I think, a part of what we, we talk about. And I was, I was going to tag along with that and say to celebrate our differences as a community. Instead of seeing that as a divide, we share all of those special things that are the different special things about each um, different culture and that goes along with learning about them, but also embracing them and and seeing the color and seeing the um, different holidays and having that be part of the whole community. I think we also do try and and use our organization, though, to shout it from a mountain that there are BIPOC people in Loveland, Mm -hmm. that there are LGBTQA people in Loveland. Like there is a variety of people in Loveland that need to be heard and we want to help that. And we don't want people to have to hide in the shadows or feel alone. Mm -hmm. And so I think representation is a big part of who we all are and what we all are passionate about. And so we try to also insert ourselves into important conversation and board meetings and things like that, where people will have to remember to consider maybe a group that they would have otherwise not involved, included, or thought about as a part of the solution they're working towards. Mm-hmm. While celebrating, it's also advocating for this for the voice that's silent. Yeah. And a lot of times those are marginalized um, groups of people. Yeah. Yeah, that level of visibility is certainly <laughs> certainly important and to have an organization like you all having events and welcoming people and providing that platform, yeah, is super important. What is the, the history of Heart and Soul? Now, you, you touched a little bit on founding it, but when did that happen? And what sorts of projects or events do you all put on or get involved with? We were founded in 2018. And um, many of the founding members, or a few of the founding members, we were part of a group called Loveland LULAC. And we had, you know, a great partnership with LULAC. Um, LULAC stands for League of United Latin American Citizens, and they are 501c4. We really had it in our heart to be a 501c3. A 501c4 is kind of like a political organization. 
And we just, it didn't fit exactly what we were trying to do. And so as we were working on hosting, even, you know, the, the library was one of our partners when we were LULAC, but we saw that there was a shift. We had so many allies in our community who wanted to be a part of our group, but didn't feel like LULAC um, included them. And we wanted everyone to feel included in doing this work. I think the acronym of LULAC alone, the word Latino in there, maybe didn't draw some people to us. And we realized not just our allies were being kind of pushed away by that, but other marginalized groups that also needed representation. So we, at that point, made the decision that our calling was to broaden our scope outside of just Latinos. In other communities, a Latino-centric organization might be great because they have lots of organizations doing different work, but Loveland doesn't. So we kind of took on that challenge of saying we want to help represent and celebrate more people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so basically what it came down to is some of the members with LULAC decided to continue helping to co-found Heart and Soul. And, and then others decided to kind of move on and do other things um, and other organizations are still doing that work. But um, that's how Heart and Soul started. We really just looked at the community and said, how can we help represent and celebrate the people that aren't being seen right now? And heart and soul was that answer. And while we do have Latin roots, and that's kind of where the soul comes from, it's uh, sun in Spanish. It, we really wanted it to have a Latin root, but to encompass everybody. And so, yeah. And since Caitlin touched on the soul part of our org name, I wanted to touch on the heart. Um, we were talking about what did we want it to include? You know, high in the sky dreams. We wanted it to get bigger than just Loveland and would love to be more of a Northern Colorado organization, but we always wanted to stay grounded that Loveland is where we started and that Loveland was our roots. So we wanted to incorporate something about Loveland in our name without like having to call out the city. So that's where we were pulling in the heart and then the soul, like she said, it's, it's a Spanish word, but it was also a play on the English word soul. And so we just all fell in love with it as soon as it pulled together. Yeah. I think that heart, when you say you do something with your heart and soul, you're doing it with your passion and everything in you. And I think those are the kind of advocates that we are. And that really is, that's who should be in our group. If you want to do things with all your heart and soul and you care about your community and representing and be an advocate, this is what we do. And so that's how we came up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, sounds a lot easier than what it actually took because we mold over so many different names and just, and, but we put a lot of thought into it. You know, we had planned for this to, and we hope that it continues to grow. It was a scary change to leave such a well-established organization, the backing, the support, um, the reputation that that it carried and to just say, I want to start over. Mm -hmm. And we knew that's like a rebranding. Like, you know, all the partnerships we had made, we would have to explain we're still the same group. But like, it was just, we knew what we were getting ourselves into. It was a big task, but we, we were, Caitlin's point, passionate about this needing to be a change that our hearts were calling us to. So two, three years later, I feel like it was the right change. And, and I think we're all really happy about being able to represent a broader scope. Yeah, it was worth all of the late nights and the, you know, the lists and the, you know, everything. And so it was definitely worth it. And I would say if we hadn't have made that change, 
we maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity to co-host this Juneteenth event that we just co-hosted in, yeah. in June. Yeah. What, sorry. Uh, what, what kind of stuff have you all been involved in, especially since, since shifting and what have you been putting your heart and soul in since? <laughs> well, the Juneteenth event was definitely one of the, it was the first, I think, event in Larimer County. That was something we co-hosted with the MLK Events Committee, which just meant so much. And additionally, we have, we've for years now had our Day of the Dead event or Day of los Muertos event with the library and museum. And last year, as we know, <laughs> as COVID happened, we weren't able to have some of our in-person events. And we have built a strong partnership with Stories Without Borders, where we co-hosted listening sessions about race or you know, BIPOC and what it means and what, and what some people from these groups encounter. And so that was a really great opportunity and a great partnership. So I always say the work is always there. There's more work than we have hands sometimes. Always. Always. (laughs) Um, But we will, if it, if it fits the mission, which is being an advocate for, you know, marginalized groups, um, and also bringing in our allies, then we are going, we're going to be, we're going to be on board. Anything you want to add, Selena? No, I think you hit it all. I think the change in our branding led to, you know, us having that opportunity to do Juneteenth. It also led to our very specific Day of the Dead event to shift gears and be more inclusive, which is why we're now doing it as a part of our Latino heritage events and not the sole purpose. So um, we don't want people, maybe we're, we're regulars to our Day of the Dead events to, to be confused or wonder why it changed. We're just trying to include a broader scope of Latinos and also to educate and teach people, you know, not all Latinos here are Mexican, not all Latinos um, have the same practices or beliefs or dance to the same music. We're all um, just a little different based off of where we come from, but we also have a lot in common that we like to celebrate. And it's also given the platform to extend it to the Asian population too. Chinese New Year, and we've got a member who's uh, Filipina and Chinese, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, just basically adding that whole scope of what fits into people of color is a pretty, pretty large scope, but it's, it's all included and all wanted to be recognized and seen. Yeah. And also to just highlight or put a plug, October is National Filipino Heritage Month. And so that's something, you know, that represents many people in our communities. And that's something that we will continue to highlight. The other thing I'll say too, is if you, if there's something we're missing, we want to know about it. You know, if you feel passionate about something that isn't being represented, Mm -hmm. we want, we want you to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So right now it is, we're in the middle of Latino Heritage Month, and I know Heart and Soul is involved in some of those events and celebrations. So what is going on that you all are a part of right now? We have a lot of fun events planned. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, on uh, Friday night, October 8th, we are partnering with the Rialto Movie Theater to show Mi Familia. And then also on the 8th, we've got some mariachis that are going to be traveling through the streets of Loveland, which is going to be very exciting. And then tomorrow, Saturday the 9th, we have a really exciting event at the Loveland Art Museum. We're going to have um, a poet, Franklin Cruz, and also an education piece by Dr. Emmanuel Del Real. And he's going to be speaking about the naming convention and then also Latina Trailblazers, which is going to be a free event and a great opportunity to see two Latinos in our community 
educating and sharing their art. We also have fundraisers going on through the month of October. And all of our fundraisers go to be able to host these events that are community focused. Uh, most of our events are free or very affordable. So all of our fundraising goes to basically fund those. But first one that we're going to have is Pints for the People. So we're doing that with Loveland Ale Works, who year after year has helped us do this fundraising. This year, instead of having a fundraiser for us one day of the year, they have kindly offered to fundraise for us every Wednesday in October. So every Wednesday in October, we will receive $1 out of every pint sold or every four pack that's picked up and taken home with, you know, COVID friendly in mind. We will be there also hosting activities and events every Wednesday from six to eight. I think the one that I want to highlight the most is the last Wednesday in October. We will have a Day of the Dead focus and I will be setting up an altar live in the tap room and we'll be going through educational pieces of what goes on to the altar, why, why is there meaning behind it. And so everybody can just learn more about the true meaning of Day of the Dead because a lot of times it gets confused or, or intertwined with Halloween and it's very different. We are inviting the community to be a part of that altar at AOWorks. So people can go ahead and bring an item or two of whether that be a picture or belonging or a favorite food or a favorite beer, anything like that of someone that they've loved and lost um, so that we can add it to the community altar. And we are also doing a sugar school painting at Studio Vino. And that one will be on Friday, October 15th at 7 p.m. And then last but not least, every year we try to release a new um, shirt around this time of year. And so this year, um, obviously with partnership from the library, we have our new logo, which is printed on shirts. It's beautiful. It's, it's awesome. It's sugar skulls. And I just can't wait to, to wear it around town. The other events that we have are, one of them is kind of a COVID-friendly event. It's a scavenger hunt throughout... Loveland. And if you don't know a little bit of history about Mariana Medina, who was one of the first permanent settlers here in our community, you can take the scavenger hunt that's being hosted by the museum and find out a little bit more and have some fun with your family and friends. Um, so just a good history and also something fun to do. And then, of course, we will have our Dia los Muertos or Day of the Dead celebration starting the week of November 1st. Um, the library will be handing out some sugar skull decorating kits that are handmade by Heart and Soul. <laughs> and so, so a fun activity for the kids will also have, you'll have some QR codes that you can watch. So while you're decorating with your family, you can watch some of these performances that we've had from our pop-up performances that were recorded and you can kind of celebrate and watch. Yeah. yeah, the library, we've been working with you all to bring in performers. We had those awesome Aztec dancers yesterday. We recorded that. We're going to be editing that and putting it on our YouTube channel. That'll launch November 1st for Day of the Dead for celebrating that as well as the mariachi trio that we're having next week as kind of a pop-up performance. We're going to record that. That'll also be available on the library's YouTube channel. And we're going to be having podcasts as well. We'll have a very special episode on October 22nd with a conversation with the Luck Club at Loveland High School. And on that episode, you'll be able to hear from Latino youth in Loveland about their thoughts on uh, Latino Heritage Month. And then there'll be another very special episode that comes out on November 5th with the poet and speaker, Jose Joser Guerrero. Those are both going to be really fun, different kind of podcasts. 
So you all who are listening now should absolutely tune in and subscribe if you haven't. The other thing I'd mention is that during the, the week for Dia de los Muertos, when we're handing out the sugar skulls, you will also have the opportunity to come in and share some poetry or special words that you want to write about your loved ones. Dia de los Muertos is a way to celebrate the people who we've lost to celebrate their lives and remember them. And so we are asking for our community to think of those people, write something down that you want to celebrate about them. And if it's poetry, great. In true Loveland fashion, we love arts and we love poetry and and those kinds of things. So um, you can drop those off at the Loveland Library. And what we will do with all of those that have been collected is create a special community mural or art project. Uh, it's still to be determined depending on how many submissions we get. But we really want everyone to have an opportunity to celebrate their loved ones, you know, for Dia Los Muertos, for Day of the Dead. So that's another thing that we'll be doing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all for sharing these events. And if someone wanted to get involved with Heart and Soul and help participate or throw ideas out there, how would they get involved or reach out to you all? The best way to get a hold of us or keep up with everything that we're doing is to check out our website. Um, That's www.heartandsoulco.org. And on there, we have a little bit of everything that's going on. We have our newsletter. We have our contact form. Um, You can subscribe to our newsletters through that site so that you get all our updates right in your inbox. We, you can reach out to us there to sponsor, to donate, to come up with a new idea, to join our meetings, um, everything and anything we're happy to hear from, from our community. Excellent. Yeah. And I will put the link to your website in the description of this episode. So if you're listening to this now and you would like to get involved or reach out, check the description and you will have that on there. I'd also add our Facebook and our Instagram. Our Facebook is where we also share other events in the community that people that follow us might be interested in. And so be sure to follow us on Facebook as well. It's under Heart and Soul of Loveland. Through our website or social medias, uh, if you also want to reach out because you know of a celebration that maybe we aren't publicizing or bringing attention to, that'd be great. We, we're happy to learn about those and expand what we are highlighting. For example, next year, we hope to be the first time that we do focused efforts and events around Asian American Pacific Islander Month. So that's really exciting for us to, to pull that into our work. And for folks who are interested in learning more about Latino Heritage Month or Latino culture, are there any movies or books, anything that you all recommend that maybe you've liked or you've heard is good that people could seek out? I would say that I really like one of the movies called El Norte, and it is a that is a subtitled film. Another movie I love is Mi Familia, which we did have on our events calendar. Um, also, A Walk in the Clouds is a good Mexican-American story. And I think really just seeking out podcasts or looking for documentaries, those are kind of my favorite ways to stay informed of different cultures that maybe I'm not aware of. And so I would challenge everyone who is interested to learn more to do just that. Your local librarian is more than happy to help you find more resources to learn about different cultures or different things. And I think right now the library has even a table set up to highlight some really good reads uh, for Latino Heritage Month. Um, Yes. Yes. If you come visit us at the Loveland Public Library, head to the reference desk in the adult section, and we have a display right now celebrating Latino Heritage Month with lots of great reads on it. 
A book that I read that I thought was really、um, eye-opening was called "America Like Me" by America Ferreira, and it's a collection of stories from famous people—people people that、uh, we know in culture maybe don't realize that they've come from other countries—and it's not specific just to the Latinos, but it does help us understand how much more alike we are than different, and all of the background of people that you wouldn't even realize are immigrants, and what being an immigrant in this country can do for our country to make. Get better, and then another movie、uh, for Latino heritage would be Pan's Labyrinth. It's a older film, very artsy, has some nods to some Spanish artists.、Um, it's also a subtitled movie, very beautiful and very、um, different than what you would normally think of for a Latino movie. For me, I think my favorite book, where I felt represented and, and seen, and I just was able to resonate a lot with what was written, was *My Beloved World* by Sonia Sotomayor. And my all-time favorite show that I watch, and my daughters literally watched it a hundred times over, is *One Day at a Time*. And that one's available on Netflix. It's just about a American family whose roots are from Cuba, and they do a lot of different. Scenarios around our culture, but you would think like it's Cuban American, it's not going to resonate with a Mexican American, and it's there's just so many things that we have the same kind of jokes, we do the same kind of things, and it just we're laughing like throughout that whole show. So it's a very educational way to learn through comedy. Another good movie that's come out recently is、uh, In the Heights. I would say that it highlights, you know, New York, and it highlights all the diversity that they see there, and celebrating each other's cultures through music. Musicals are one of my favorite things. I, <laughs> I'm kind of an odd duck in that I love musicals, but that is one that I would suggest that people watch.、Um, everyone could relate to it, absolutely, and it's a great way to to celebrate Latino Heritage Month with us. All right, thank you. And speaking of things that we love to watch or read or listen. <laughs> To what are some things that you all have read or listened to or watched lately or in the recent past that、uh, you've really liked or even genres? My bookshelf is completely covered with Dean Koontz books. Um, so much for so long that I could probably reread them all again because I don't remember them because I have that many. <laughs>、um, and then as for shows, I if I'm watching TV, I tend to watch Spanish shows on Netflix. So、uh, for anybody trying to learn Spanish or practice Spanish, I like to just refresh it and stay up to date on it.、Um, I watched Celia, La Casa de las Flores, and Chicas del Cable are some of my favorite Spanish Netflix shows. To kind of go back to what Caitlin said earlier about. Maybe immersing yourself in different cultures and and having following them perhaps on Instagram or things like that. I like to do that with the books that I listen to. And so I've recently listened to several books that are from different areas of the BIPOC community. So the Awkward Thoughts of W. Kamal Bell、um, gives a great perspective of the Black experience in in the United States. Very very eye opening, but he does it with a、uh, very funny and open. Heart. Another beautiful book was Braiding Sweetgrass, read by Robin Wall Kimmer. She wrote the book. She's an Indigenous person, and it's got a very lovely poetic feel to it, and her wording and explaining some of the、um, poems and some of the、uh, fables that come from that culture. Clap When You Land by Elizabeth Acevedo is a very good. Experience into the Latina experience, especially in a teenage years and growing up、uh, with that. And then、um, everything I never told you by Celeste Ying is a very interesting insight into a an Asian and white family, an Asian white mixed family, 
and how sometimes when we aren't speaking our truth to each other, terrible things can happen. And so we need to to look at being sure to be open, even in our families and especially in our community. I think, so I recently read I'm Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica Sanchez, which was a, you know, a good read. And I think it talks about some cultural, you know, things that I, that are very relatable. I always love John Leguizamo's stand-up is specifically his one on Latin history. And I think just like Andrea mentioned, really focusing on other cultures too, that I can learn about. One of my favorite shows, I mean, I was just blown away, is self-made about Madame C.J. Walker. That was on Netflix. I just love that show. And so I love documentaries that really talk about history because I love history. And so any documentary on Netflix or Hulu that highlights a historical event or person that had a, that made a difference in our, in our world, I think is something that I, there's too many to even list, but <laughs> the most recent would be self-made. Um, and then of course, Jog Legazamo is always a, a favorite. So. All right. Thank you, Caitlin, Andrea, Selena. I want to thank you all for being on the Loveland Libcast. And again, Heart and Soul's website is heartandsoulco.org. And that will be in the description of this episode. Thank you all again for being here. This was a lot of fun. And I will talk to you all next week on the Loveland Libcast. Thank you so much. We really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.